was describing to me something that she saw out her window, and it was a white dog that was running into the woods, and it would come back to her window and then turn around and go back into the woods. And instead of saying, oh, there's no white dog out there, instead I asked her more about it, and she told me that she will be following that dog. And the way that she spoke about it was so filled with joy and knowing, I just felt that it was such a gift for her to share that with me. So I'm watching your face, and you're smiling. There's a bit of joy, wonder? All of the above, joy and wonder, to be a part of this part of life. Karen Reppin is a hospice professional. She leads workshops and public conversations on death and dying. So it's one thing to watch other people die, and it's another thing to prepare to do it yourself. For the past two episodes, we've been following the story of Dan Parati and his wife Judy. Here's Seth Jovag with the third installment. Dan had been living with congestive heart failure for 25 years. Last winter, it was taking a lot of pills and a pacemaker just to keep him alive. And as his health got worse, his quality of life was going with it. He and his wife, Judy, started wondering if he should just stop taking his medication. It was, literally, a life-or-death decision. He turned inward more and more and more. And we would sit and have a meal together and... He, he he hardly spoke. He just didn't have it in him anymore. The hospice doctors and the pastor, they were all asking him questions, but I don't know that they asked him the right question. They were saying to him, are you afraid of death? And he was very emphatically saying, no, I'm not afraid of death. And he wasn't. That night, I sat at the end of the bed and I said, I know you've said you're not afraid of death. And then I said, are you afraid of dying? And he said, yes, I'm afraid of dying. And I asked him what it was that frightened him, and he said, the unknown and the process of dying and probably the discomfort in dying. And so we talked about that. I promised him that he would never be uncomfortable to the extent that we would we would use everything in our powers to keep him comfortable and that I wouldn't leave his side that I would be there and walk walk with him through this process. And I think it was shortly after that that he made the decision to stop the medication. He spoke with the doctor about going off the medications and the doctor indicated to him that he thought if he if and when Dan went off the medications, he probably would not live for very long, a couple of days to a week. And um, Dan made the decision then to go off the drugs that day, right here at this table. I'm done. No more pills. That was it. And on that Monday, on the 10th, now, now he'd been off for 10, 11 days off the medications, and he woke up that morning and he was very uncomfortable. So I gave him 
a double dose of morphine right away. And an hour later, he was still very uncomfortable. So I gave him a second double dose of morphine. And our hospice nurse, Shannon, called and said, how's it going? And I said, I can't control the pain. And she said, all right, we're going to put him into the IPU, the inpatient unit. And we knew he could hear us, but he was just not responding. He was smiling every once in a while, but that was all. And our dear friend, Jim Murphy, walked in, and Jim has always walked in wherever Dan has been and kissed Dan on the top of his head, and Dan has always rolled his eyes. I watched his face when Jim went over to him and kissed him, and he couldn't roll his eyes anymore, but you could see that he was trying to. And then Jim said, Hey, Daniel, I've got a great joke. Can I tell you a joke? And